Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. We are ready for the Retirement Clinic, and your host is Jeff Kowal, of course, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists, along with Jeff every Saturday on WISN. I'm Paul Cronforce. Good morning, Mr. Kowal. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Cronforce. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, we're live. That that means, Jeff, we can open up phone lines, take any and questions. We should get some calls. Yeah, that's that'd be interesting. That'd be fun. You, in other words, you want people to call in? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) We always do. Or you can text us, same number. Let's get that number out right now at the beginning of the program. We're on Saturdays 10 to 11. We've got a full hour. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. We'll give you a lot more information. Jeff, you're in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and Racine. That's right. Great locations all over town and in Phoenix. Uh, if you're close to already in retirement, you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, are serious about your retirement planning, go to someone, go to a group that is best in state. Forbes just came out with their listings again as best in state. Both Aaron and I made that list. So oh, that's congrats. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a big deal. The it's done by a group called Shook Research. Well, it's in Forbes magazine, and it's based on in-person, virtual, and telephone due diligence meetings to measure best practices, also considered client retention, industry experience, credentials, review of compliance records, firm nominations. Does this sound like a disclaimer, Paul? Kind of, firm. kind of. <laughs> Quantitative, all the things. Assets under management, our experience, our credentials, the way we take care of our clients, the fact we we specialize in retirement planning, all those things go into the best in state. And we're proud to be part of that, again, among others. But, you know, for us, it's always been about doing what's best for our clients. Uh, If we get recognition, that's great. But uh, we always try to put our clients' interests first. That's the Kowal way. Uh, I, you said that very well, Jeff. And as long as we're <laughs> we're talking about all of this, um, you know, Barron's top financial advisor list put the Kowal Investment Group on uh, every year, going back to 2014. Milwaukee Biz Times Future 50. Of course, your son Aaron is on that Forbes list of top 500 next generation wealth advisors three years in a row. All of this sums up, Jeff, if you're looking for somebody to work with you and your retirement plan, you want somebody that A, you can trust, but B, knows what they're doing, qualified, makes the right decisions. And every week I I mention this, it seems like there's tax changes, law changes uh, each year. It's really hard to keep up as as a, a, you know, average Joe investor out there. Well, that's true. And our specialty is retirement planning, as you mentioned, and investing. We always try to give our clients and listeners the most up-to-date information on retirement. Um, you know, we kind of say, why would you go anywhere else? We keep up-to-date and all this stuff. Uh, and I want to start with, do you need to give a, a phone number, Paul? 799 <laughs> Yes, I do, Jeff. Thank you for Sorry. reminding me. Doing my job here properly on a Saturday. The Acunet Mortgage Line is open right now. In fact, Calling or texting, but Jeff does prefer phone calls. It's just nice that we can all hear the question. 414-799-1130. What do retirement questions, what do we talk about? Everything. 401k plans, taxes, social security, estate planning, the Roth IRA, the Roth conversions, life insurance. If it has to do about you and your future, your retirement. In fact, are you on pace? A lot of people feel they 
they started late or they're not up to par and they kind of give up, Jeff. It's the worst thing you can do. You always say that it's never too late to start. Well, not just giving up, but you also reach that point where you're just not sure. You don't want to leave too early, but you don't want to stick around too late either. Uh, there may be some stress in your life as a result of your work, and you're wondering, boy, could I just walk away from work now? Um, and especially today, if you if you have any questions, if there's something that's keeping you up at night, then give us a call about that. But always be sure to give us our give our office a call or go online at thekowalway.com if you want to check out if you're ready for retirement or if you need to pick up the pace a little bit. You know, you mentioned that, Jeff. Uh, every week you see articles. I just was reading something yesterday about the because of COVID, pe- you know, things have changed. The, the work at home. Also, some people, yep. because of stress, because of whatever job they were in, just decided to pick up and leave and find another job or retire early. But there again, you got to be ready. Well, I wanted to talk about the SECURE Act, too, but as long as you brought it up, I was also going to talk to talk about part-time retirement programs, because just what you're saying about, you know, stress or whatever, you is there an option? Maybe the full-time work is getting to you, but part-time programs are on the rise. This is, uh, I think, from the Wall Street, yeah, Wall Street Journal article, uh, and Turgeson wrote it. Plenty of older workers have wished for something between full-bore work reti- and retirement. Now more companies seem to be giving them what they want. Paul, exactly what you were talking about, that people got a little taste of this when during COVID, and some walked away completely. But uh, these phased retirement programs are getting to be more popular. Human resource executives say the pandemic has opened bosses to flexible work arrangements, and they want to retain older workers with key skills. Paul, you remember this. Joe used to call in all the time. He's, he's passed away just recently. But he was such a good guy. He was an engineer, and he started with us in his 60s. He worked into his 80s because they would say, we want you here. Um, if you if you can give us, you know, take Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you could take Friday to Monday off. If you give us just a week, if you can coach our other engineers. So they just wanted him around in some capacity. And now more and more HR executives, home, uh, human resource executives are doing the same. Uh, 1,736 HR executives were surveyed. 38% they off said, this is worldwide by Mercer, said they offer phase in retirement. In the, uh, in the U.S., 23% of employers had arrangements where you could, um, you could phase in your retirement, go part-time. That's up from 16% to 2016. So it's 23% now offer programs. Uh, the way that, uh, phased retirement is a way to slow the brain drain and manage talent shortages and find a way to leverage rather than lose that voice of experience. Uh, you know, a lot of people long for that. Universities have long offered that. Somehow that's not surprising. To tenured professors, let them go part-time. Uh, others with the benefit include Abbott Labs and the federal government. Some law and accounting firms are doing it. And they, you know, they, the Employees that are going part-time are training their replacements, which is a great thing. So you have somebody, uh, you, you pay them for their expertise, you pay them for their wisdom, um, their experience, and then you can train the new workers that may not have seen the situations that you've seen for your 30 or 40 years at work. A uh, couple other things. Consumer goods maker Unilever started a program in 2020. Um, 
the initial goal was to retain older workers who want to phase in retirement. Um, so the, the employees at, in UWork could take breaks between assignments. This is kind of interesting. UWork is a company. Uh, some of which, which entail part-time commitments. In return for committing to working a certain number of weeks a year, employees receive a monthly retainer fee and some benefits, including 401k-style retirement plans. So they're willing to kick, kick, uh, keep people along with experience, uh, commit to a certain number of weeks a year, and a lot of those part-time programs are on the rise. So, Jeff, is it safe to say the employee holds the cards, the negotiating upper hand over the employer? I'm not sure that that's a good way to put it. I think that employers are desperate to keep people. So in that case, I mean, in real estate, you, you talk about a seller's or a buyer's market. Right. Um, and in, uh, in employment, I would think it's the employees would have the uh, upper head right now because so many jobs are open. Employers are desperate to keep great people, especially if they know your work ethic. Um, they know that you're a reliable source. You create income and revenue for the firm, or at least you don't lose revenue. They'd love to keep you around for a long time. Well, look at me, right? A guy like me. Yeah. WI said doesn't want to lose me. Yeah, of course not. Cool. Look at what you do on Saturdays. Look at you, what you do for Belling. I mean, that really is a, is a good example, Paul. So what you're saying <laughs> is I should march down to Jerry Bott's office right after. Oh, he's not here on Saturdays. I, I'm not sure I would do that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, that's kind of, you don't want to get overly confident as an employee, right? And but ask you can for, look at look at, at Mark Belling taking Fridays off. Yeah, I mean that's that's a way that's an example. They uh, want that talent. They want the those ratings. So he wants to take Fridays off. Great. <laughs> well, and give us four good days. And yeah, yeah. Except for this week, he lost his voice. I know. I we, heard that. We, everybody heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And here's the deal in radio: when you lose your voice, you know, it's be kind of like me as a drummer cutting off both of my hands. You can't really do your job too well. You need yeah, that voice. Okay. It'll be back. He'll be back Monday. Um, but losing your voice in radio, not not good. It's only happened to me like once in 30 years with allergies. And when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here on a Saturday. I want to go to um, the secure bill, Paul. Um, the bill is officially called the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2022. But many are calling it Secure 2.0, since it's uh, basically an expansion of the original Secure Act that was in 2019. Uh, on March 29th, the House passed the bill, nearly unanimous, 414 to 5 votes. So in the House, they passed it 414 to 5. Very few bills passed with that kind of overwhelming support on both sides of the aisle. Uh, it now goes to the Senate. This is where the rub comes, where the, the and there may be some problems um, because the Senate is working on their own retirement bills. If a consensus Senate bill emerges, it will have to be reconciled with the House bill before it goes to the president. All of this is going to take some time. So, they, you know, they, they got the convergence of the two bills. They probably have some of the similar things in there, but it's going to take a while before it gets to President Biden to sign. But here are a couple of important pieces in the bill. Uh, there would be a gradual increase in the age that traditional IRA required minimum distributions must start. Currently, the, re the RMD age is 72. The bill would delay the first one to 73 starting in 2023, then age 74 in 2030, 
than age 75 in 2033. So you'd be subject to the age 73 RMD if you were born after, um, on or after January 1st of 51. Anyway, what this is saying is that first thing is that they want to raise the, the the time for RMD. What does that mean? That means that you can keep your money accumulated in your retirement plan longer. It went from 70 and a half to age 72. Now they're going to raise it to 73, 74, and ultimately age 75. So that in general is good news. There's some tax planning you have to do with that because do you want all that that means you're going to have to start taking higher uh, required minimum distributions at 75, but that's okay. Um, you, you talk about all these things, Paul, that we've gone through over the years, the big changes, and yeah. you, know, you got you to gotta keep up with this stuff. Um, let me just give you an example of another one. Some of you would be able to make higher catch-up contributions on your company retirement plans or IRAs beginning in 2024. Currently, uh, in your 401k, you can put 19500 in, but the catch-up provision is $6,500. So everybody can put in $19,500. If you're 50 or better, you can put in $6,500. But then they're saying that if you're 62, 63, or 64, you can put in $10,000 instead of $6,500. So they want you to be able to catch up. If you were saying just earlier you know is it ever too late if you if even if you start later the government recognizes that you got to catch up so they say that that you know you can put 10,000 additional and so that means you can put in almost $30,000 into your 401k yeah so don't don't give up there's there's always time even if you're in your 40s 50s or whatever 60s even yeah here is but you're right it's always better to start earlier though there's no well, in a perfect world, if you have a job with a 401k and it's offered, Jeff, and there's a match, you should start from day one, right? Absolutely. And you should at least take a, take the uh, employer match. Otherwise, you're just leaving money on the table. There's no reason not to do that. Free money. Free money. Yep. Especially in the early years, while you're younger and your income, and even at older ages, the Roth is the best option. That's Younger people will thank me for that. I'm telling all our people in our office now, then the future you're going to thank me because all that money is going to come out tax-free. Tax-free. That's huge. You know, what is today, April 9th? We're just days away from tax day, and I know the 15th falls on Good Friday. Can you believe we're a week away from Easter? It doesn't feel like that's it, Jeff. unbelievable. Yeah, holy cow. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going by fast. Well, that's why I brought up the, the changes that impact, you know, your retirement plan. Taxes are probably right out, right at the top of the list, Jeff. Yeah, and you have to be careful with that. Uh, we specialize in retirement planning that includes the estate planning, working with lawyers, the, uh, with trusted uh, uh, partners that we have for that, trusted partners that we have with taxes and the CPAs. It's such an important part, along with long-term care, making sure beneficiaries are in order and making sure that you pay attention to things that are available to you for retirement planning and also the pitfalls, the things that can screw up an otherwise successful retirement plan. Speaking of screwing up, you often, I love this phrase because the first time you said it years ago, I kind of looked at you. We've been doing the show 20 years as of last September, 20 years. You said, or you could screw up and live a long time. What you mean by that is, do you have enough money if you live to be 95, 90? That's that's a long time. Well, some people say, I'm going to die early. I'm not going to, you know, uh, I have a history of 
of my, my parents didn't live long. You know, we don't have a history of long livers in the family. I'm thinking, what if you're one of those <laughs> that does last a long time? Well, yeah, genetics well, are, it's one thing. You can't predict the day you're going to. Yes, yes. And with medical advances and, you know, like my parents smoked and, uh, you know, I never did. So that that probably has something to do with my longevity compared to theirs, although they lived lived a long time too. But it's just all those things that go on, that come into play when it comes to retirement planning. And, and it makes sense to go somebody who specializes in it every day, not somebody that does that once in a while, that they'll do everything else. And you're retiring? Oh, yeah, we do that too. Um, Terry, the, I want to get and the do-it-yourselfer. I just wanted to toss that in. There's some people that do it themselves, Jeff, but are they getting the most out of it? Right? Can they do that's better? A, that's a fantastic point. It's not only about doing well on the uh, investment part of it, but it's not how much you earn; it's how much you keep. And if a lot of that's going out in taxes because you're not paying attention to that, or you're not taking advantage, maybe you're doing well in the investments, but you're not taking advantage of the capital gains taxes, or you're not taking advantage of uh, maximizing retirement plans. Uh, you know, those are other aspects of it that do-it-yourselfers may not be paying attention to. That's a great point, Paul. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Now, any any catch-up contributions to these plans are for those over age 50. Uh, this is kind of interesting that they're saying that beginning in 2023, any catch-up contributions over age 50 would have to go into the Roth IRA. Now, here can you guess? Can you guess why? You probably can, but I won't put you on the spot. Mm, I don't. The I, would go- I'm usually bad at this. <laughs> I, I won't put you on this. I know Belling does. You know, the reason why uh, after-tax contributions, with after-tax contributions, you pay the taxes up front. So the government wants their revenue. They say, sure, we'll allow you to put more money, more money into your retirement plans after age 50, but we want that money up front. We want that revenue up front because for, for politicians, it's, you know, what have you done for me lately or now? Not defer the taxes to sometime in the future, pay the taxes now. So be it. So that means your contributions over age 50 would have to go to a Roth IRA or Roth 401k starting in 2023. Uh, currently, employer contributions are made pre tax, and they're saying that eventually they're going to force the employers to pay that after tax as well. And just one more thing on this. Uh, proposed changes that are that are coming up again. This is this is a bill that was uh, signed that was approved 414 to five by the House. Now it's going to the Senate. Um, the limit on qualified charitable distributions right now they are tax free transfers from the from traditional IRAs to tr- to charities, and the limit is a hundred thousand dollars per person per year. So you can take a hundred thousand dollars from your retirement plan. Give it directly to a charity. It counts towards your required minimum distributions. That's all really good. But what this also says is that they're going to index that 100000 for inflation. So that had been level since they came out. Now they're saying that that's going to be um, uh, indexed for inflation. So it's important to emphasize the bill is not yet the law. Always we try to... Uh, give you information on what's coming up so that you can prepare properly for it. If you're close to or already in retirement, make sure you pay attention to those. Good stuff, Jeff. Um, I know we got the boss minute coming up soon with Aaron Kowal. It'll be right after this break. Business owners, savings, and security. A lot of your retirement planning, Jeff, you work with business owners. That's right, we do. And it's 
uh, important that you, when you look at your retirement plan or your planning in general, and uh, Tim Bullard came on the uh, phone. He works with uh, Great Lakes Advisors, a great firm for buying and selling your businesses and evaluation of your businesses. But key thing is that, that a lot of entrepreneurs feel that their business is their life, both from a personal personality standpoint and from from a financial standpoint. And you just have to make sure that you're diversified with your business as well, that you cover all areas of planning with regard to the uh, insurance, life insurance to cover key men in the, in the uh, practice, what happens with your succession planning. But what about your retirement when you walk away from work? Uh, you, will you will your business be enough to support your life in retirement, your lifestyle? How do you convert those proceeds from your business into a lifetime of income and wealth? How do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So that's a big part of the business planning that Aaron talks about in this segment, what we talk about in our in our practice, and also. Uh, uh, retirement plans in conjunction with the uh, small businesses. So. Yeah, I like what you said, preserve it. You know, And you said something earlier, Jeff, I know we, Spencer's saying we got to take a break, so we will, all right? But you said something really important. You've mentioned this over the years. It's not how much money you make. A lot of people you will know, get caught up in bragging about their annual salary. You know, I make $300,000 a year. It's about how much you keep. In other words, your overall net assets are much more important than your annual income, although that's important, Chef. But a lot of people look at athletes. They blow through that money immediately, right? That's not necessarily a tax issue. <laughs> that's no. a lifestyle issue. That is. Uh, a lot of people think, and, and we work with a lot of people who have um, – uh, make a lot of income for a short period of time. How, how do you, again, do you make sure that you can extend that, you, that uh, wealth for a longer period of time? But yeah, the, the lifestyle with a, a, a professional athlete, you have to be careful that your earning capabilities can be 15 or 20 years. That can be cut short. It can be only three or four years. And so if you're one of those or same with inheritances, um, you know, you think you get a big chunk of money up front right. and that's going to last the rest of your life. That's not unlike selling a business. It's not like settling a lawsuit where you get a big chunk of money in and you think I'm set for life. And then you start buying big homes and things like that. Well, there's, ta all... there's tax ramifications. And that's what I think you were getting Absolutely, to, right? Not yes. so much lifestyle, although it all plays into it, but keeping that money. Yeah. And, and that's why we work with trusted partners who are CPAs that help us with the uh, uh, and, and also, we have two CPAs on our team uh, that help with the tax planning for our clients. A quick break on WISN's Retirement Clinic, hosted by Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Check out thekowalway.com. World headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, up in Ozaukee County. Be beautiful views of Lake Michigan. Not so much these days. A lot of rain and snow lately, <laughs> but it's bound to get Better. That's right. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, in Racine, right at the Highway 20 uh, exit there on the freeway in Racine. So, again, thekowalway.com. On Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, it's all on the website. If you feel comfortable calling, their office is 262-522-4040. We mentioned the Boss Minute. Coming up next with Aaron Kowal here on WISN with Jeff Kowal, your host. I'm Paul Cronforce. The Retirement Clinic will be right back.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's strange to think that two years ago this week, the Small Business Administration began administering the Paycheck Protection Program. While this anniversary may seem like a not-so-happy one, it also represents small businesses and jobs that were saved with help from the PPP, which is something to celebrate. As we look ahead, it's a new era for small business owners and entrepreneurs. The Small Business Administration has revised its small business size standards in 16 industrial sectors. The changes are part of the second five-year review of size standards and are designed to increase eligibility for SBA's federal contracting and loan programs. The adjustments will expand access to loans for 60,000 small businesses. For businesses of diverse industries, the size standard adjustment will be a welcome change and open opportunity. Additionally, the increase will also enable some mid-sized businesses to regain small business status, and current small businesses will, will be able to retain their small business status for an extended period. If you need help determining the path your business should take, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute Business Owners Savings and Security. Jeff Kowal, it's about owning your retirement, not just your business business. I love that line. Well, that absolutely. Um, What Aaron reminds us about is those PPP loans going back a couple of years when he talks about small businesses, but they were also identifying essential businesses. And that was so insulting because you felt that any business you're in, ours was considered an essential business, but I can see anybody who's working their butt off to try and make a fam- a, a life for their family says, my business is essential. How can you call my business non-essential and another one essential when this is supporting the life of my family? So, I mean, Jeff, I, going back to that, that seems like almost 10 years ago. It was yeah, no kidding. It was like two years ago. That's I, re- right. I, Go got ahead, a, I, I got a FEMA card because of WISN's on-air people, in other words, quote-unquote, the essentials that had to come in and do a radio show during COVID when everybody else was on lockdown. And we had this, I remember the conversations. How insulting is that to the yeah. guy that's got to, we're all essential. We're, we all have jobs. That means we're all essential. Yeah, that's right. And especially if you have a family, you are definitely essential to your family. If you're relying on your income from that business, you're a pretty essential business. So I was yeah. just so insulting and demeaning and just shut up. It also de- <laughs> And it divided people. It really, it really, oh, yeah. And to this day, it's divided, you know, the whole virus, whether the vax or not vax and essential versus, well, you're not essential because, you know, you don't have to come yeah. in. You can work out of the house. Well, no, we're all essential. So I'm glad you you brought that up, Jeff. And we do have the sexy segment in the next segment. In other words, after our next break. But you've got other things to get to before that. I have a couple of three quick things I want to touch on. One is there is a Market Watch article that caught my attention. Uh, We manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients. And um, so if you have a million, two million, ten million dollars or more, we're used to handling large amounts of money. And I think clients feel a great deal of comfort in that. But this as the stock market is behaving a lot like it did during the Iraq war. Here's the future if the pattern continues. So this really caught my attention. Um, it's, it says the war, of, the Iraq war of 2003 doesn't have many parallels to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Does not. 
other than perhaps global unpopularity. But there seems to be at least one parallel how the stocks have behaved. And you can't see this graph, Paul, on the radio, it's kind of hard to show, but it <laughs> yep. moves, sideways, <laughs> moves sideways for the last 60 days, basically within a trading range. And it, it says uh, Joachim Clement, strategist at Liberium Capital in London, says if stocks are to continue on this Iraq path, there would be sideways movements for the next 10 days or so, but then 5 to 10% upsize, upside for the next two months. That's kind of interesting. So they say it busts out after 10 days or so. Europe and UK, most stocks are still below the 200 day moving averages in the US it's about half 51% of S&P 500 companies are below their 200 day average so a couple of the analysts that we follow are still saying that the markets are going to be good between now and the end of the year and this uh, article from market watch seems to say yeah we're in a little trading pattern now within a certain range on the Dow and the S&P and NASDAQ, but it's likely to bust out. Again, it's no guarantee that that's going to happen, but I thought that was an interesting take. Yep, certainly is, Jeff. Um, and what else you got for us? Okay, if you, have, if you have to take required minimum distributions when you're age 72, that's the, the new rule. There is a new table for you that's effective this year used by IRA owners to calculate lifetime distributions. Again, there are some exceptions if your spouse is 10 years younger. But if you look at the table, it looks a lot like the old table, except, well, it, if you're 72, your factor is 27.4. What does that mean? You have a million dollars in your retirement plan. You divide by 27.4. You have to take out $36,400. That's about about 36.5%. Uh, 3.65% is how much you have to take out. At 73, it's about 3.77. When you hit 75, it's about 4.1%. When you hit age 80, the required minimum distribution is just about 5%. When you hit 85, the factor is 16. What does that mean? You have a million dollars, you divide it by 16. That means you have to take out $62,500. That's about six and a quarter percent. So what the government's plan is that over your life expectancy, over the rest, actually they go to age 120 on this table. Um, they want you to deplete your retirement plan. So that percentage each year continues to go up um, with the amount of money that you have to take out of your retirement plan based on the required minimum distribution so there's a new table out so be aware of that for 2022 all of these changes you know we mentioned tax day coming up soon um april 15th i guess it's been extended to what the 18th of monday jeff because yep. of good friday yep. but how do you guys stay on top of all i mean you've got teams i get that you've got people that do it but there's changes all the time well it, it's not easy but it's we have we have group meetings. We have you know a meeting each week, and at those we discuss the different things that we're seeing with our clients. Like just this last week, um, there were a couple things. One, we brought in a new client who's uh, looking at retiring this year, but he's worried about his first check, how he's going to get it, where's he going to come from, are we going to do federal and state withholding for that? You know, and that's a key thing that you that that you know is is unique in our office that every team member from top to bottom. We all talk the same language. We all keep up to date on the changes. 
we had another one who had assets scattered all over in 12 different accounts. Uh, that was just in this last week, uh, a couple of the ones that we brought in. And you wonder, how do you stay up to date with all these things? With our narrow focus on retirement planning, we're able to do it. We subscribe to the things like Ed Slot's Elite Wealth Advisor that's, that just focuses on retirement planning. We subscribe. We, we're in a couple of different groups, study groups with, that are just with retirement planning, estate planning, taxes, the law, all of which has to do with retirement planning. So it's not easy to stay on top of it, but we focus on that area so much that not that it makes it easier, but we know what we're looking for and we rely on the groups that give us that changing information. And such an exciting time for people's lives, retirement, right? The I know it's the twilight years, but retirement, you could live longer than your working years in some cases, Jeff. So That's uh, a little scary. Yeah, think of that. 30, 30 That's exciting years. exciting too, yeah. If you live to be 92, it could be, you know, 30, 30 plus years of retirement. So if you're about to retire, you're not happy with the performance of your retirement accounts, you can call the retirement clinic with your questions. We are live with Jeff Kowal, WISN's Retirement Clinic, on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to chime in, 799-1130, but we're going to break and come right back with the sexy segment. It's about wealth management and preservation. Jeff, any kind of a uh, little tease? So daddy pays you divorce, money, and emotions. Oh, <laughs> not, not sugar daddy, you, you didn't say. <laughs> no, Just... but it looks like that. Like dad's paying mom to do what? So. It, it sounded kind of funny. Now you've intrigued us enough that we want to <laughs> stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. That's coming up next, the sexy segment, as we continue with Jeff Kowal, the retirement clinic here on WISN. We are back, and what Jeff said right before the break, I've been thinking it the entire commercial break, Jeff. What is he talking about? <laughs> Today's sexy segment. Now, in, by way of background, it's about wealth management, Jeff, and preservation of that wealth. That's right. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those who have accumulated a million dollars or more. Once you have accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income, and from and pass it on to your heirs. If you have a 401k, if you have a half million dollars in a 401k, if you have a half million dollars in investments, you're already at a million dollars. If you have insurance, if you have a home, if you get an inheritance, if you settle the lawsuit, if you have a divorce settlement, if you own a business, it could be three million, five million, ten million, twenty million dollars or more. This segment is for you. This um uh, article caught my attention because the title was so daddy pays you divorce money and emotions and it is uh it can be very emotional Kristen is the mother was divorced and had primary custody of her eight-year-old son jack so Kristen and jack are the two players in here the mom and the kid jack spent every other weekend with the father one friday evening her ex-husband came to pick up the son he handed Kristen a piece of paper and said here's your check Jack, the son, looked up at mom and said, oh, so daddy pays you? Ooh. A divorce is more than a termination of a marriage. It's a major financial event that can have repercussions for many years to come. No greater threat to financial well-being than a divorce for a lot of people. The money-related emotional repercussions can be significant as well. 
During the marriage, Kristen had sacrificed working full-time in her career to stay home to raise a kid. After the divorce, she had to return to full-time employment. Her salary, plus the child support, uh, that he paid conscientiously was not enough to support the lifestyle that they had maintained in the marriage. But while not working wasn't an option, it presented a number of emotional challenges to her. She loved both her work and her son. She regretted not being, cause she was a stay at home mom. So she couldn't stay at home with him all the time. And then dad heads her a check and says, you know, here's, here's your, your, your money. So daddy's paying you. So anyway, um, with her son's dad, um, when her son instantly said, oh, daddy pays you, the words cut deep for Kristen, the mom, instantly brought up a lot of thoughts and feelings. She discovered that she was angry, hurt, and ashamed by this. Uh, that And the anger was just that, not that she had to go back to work, but that she's getting a check and that they had to split. So she had to, she got some help with this. I I thought this was a good um, example of blended families and how, there are probably a lot of people in our listening audience that have dealt with this. Well, but there are both financial and emotional responsibilities. Regarding divorce, about half, Jeff, and I did a little research. In 1981, the divorce rate hit an all-time high in the U.S. at 53%. That was in 81. Last year, 2021, 45%. It's gone down just a little bit. Uh, uh, great divorce has gone up. The, the overall divorce rate has gone down. But uh, the, the way this ends up, I think, is pretty good. Once she gained the understanding of her emotions, Kristen, the mom, set aside a time to, doc, to talk with her son about finances. She said she wanted to give him some more information around the check that daddy gave her. She explained that both she and the father loved him very much and that they both contributed money to make sure he had food, clothes, and a warm bed to sleep in. The check was daddy's share of that contribution. So they're both contributing to the pot of money. That was dad's share. Her working is her share. And she just reassured him that that it, things are going to be okay and he, that daddy's not paying her. They're paying into a pool to give him all the things, make sure he has all the things that he wants, both uh, financially and, you know, emotionally, because apparently it's working out okay for them. Oh, that's, I mean, that's good. But the emotional toll, you're right. There's the financial part, then the emotional side. What I failed to mention before, too, with the divorce rate is the pandemic did cause spikes uh, in the divorce rate, whether that's long term, you know, we don't know. I mean, COVID's not going away. I don't think it's how do we? How do <laughs> so we try not to have it go away? The, yeah, they're going to try their best. You, you're right, Jeff. To keep on reminding us, there's a virus out there. Yes, we're we're well aware of it, but it did cause uh, a lot of people were forced to live with each other. <laughs> Yeah, and y'all oh, yeah, that too. But when you look at blended family, their greatest day play attorney again. Some of our trusted partners that that we work with with the law, legal part of it that are very good at working with blended families, working on some of those arrangements. It's very important that you reduce it to writing because you do not want unintended beneficiaries, especially with blended families, ever. But especially with blended families. Uh, I okay, that's a great segment as we wrap it up unintended beneficiaries. I know what you mean, but explain it to, for our listeners. Well, you don't want the, uh, if, if you have a, a, a second marriage, 
you don't want the kids of your second marriage inheriting your wife's money, your ex-wife's money. <laughs> so right. sometimes you can have unintended beneficiaries where kids that you've never met or that your wife has never met are inheriting your money. Or, uh, 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 you know, you get divorced. Um, uh, let's say the husband remarries um, and the, the you know there there are there are issues with regard to this. You just want to make sure that the money goes to the intended people that you wanted to, that you love, and that you want to get. So you're it's deliberate, it's intended for the beneficiaries that that you get. And practically speaking, if you go through a divorce, Jeff, you can change those beneficiaries as well. Absolutely, and it's not just during a divorce, a divorce situation. In other situations, if you have a special needs kid, you, you know there are certain restrictions as to getting the money to, to that child. So it's there are a number of different ways that you won't want that you want to pay attention to who the beneficiaries are, so there aren't unintended consequences there. Good stuff. A very interesting, sexy segment today. Jeff, if people need help off the air, they can reach out to you. Very simple. You're headquartered in Waukesha, but with locations in Port Washington. We mentioned the Phoenix, Arizona location. A lot of snowbirds out there listening. A lot of your clients move back and forth. And of course, Racine, thekowalway.com or call 262-522-4040. Jeff Kowal. Your host, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. More coming up on WISN. We'll be right back. I noticed a Bon Jovi theme, uh, Jeff Kowal, who played at the Fiserv uh, this last Tuesday. Yeah, I've uh, been a modest fan. Just most of the hits. I'm not. I can't say I'm a devoted fan of Bon Jovi, but I like some of their stuff. I'm, I'm with you on that. Some good hits, but um, can take or leave it. He's losing <laughs> as he ages and heads to his retirement. Jeff, his voice is not that stellar. And I saw the Eagles concert at Fiserv. We had Eagles. Elton John and Bon Jovi, all in the span of a week, journey shortly before that. The Eagles were stunning. They were just spot on. Yeah, you went to that show. It was beautiful. I'm jealous. Well, just good <laughs> harmonies musically. Just they're, they're spot on. They're perfect. Um, we're going to wrap up the retirement clinic, Jeff, but I just want to go back to a lot of stuff you covered today. All the changes and laws and things. If people want to chat off the air, you do welcome them to call at your office. Absolutely. 262-522-4040. Top to bottom, we all talk about retirement planning. On Forbes' list of best in state, both Aaron and I, our firm, uh, if you're close to already in retirement with $750,000 or more retirement assets, we are a local firm with global reach. We're licensed in 27 states. We address investment, taxes, legal, long-term care. Again, Forbes Best in State. Give us a call at 262-522-4040 or go online. TheKowalWay.com. And don't forget, Monday through Friday, your market updates by you and your staff, Jeff. Those are at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. news blocks during the Mark Belling Show, Monday through Friday, done by the Kowal Investment Group. Have a great weekend, Jeff. Thanks you too, Paul. Good stuff, you guys. And the Retirement Clinic is every Saturday from 10 to 11. News, your weekend, Fox 6, iffy weather forecast coming up next. Stay tuned.